Greetings fellow tech seekers, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and just a quick foreword before we start tonight's episode. Recently, if you're hearing us on Anchor, we now have the ability for you to sponsor the show as a patron, and this is probably very similar to what you are used to if you're familiar with how the Patreon model works, but... Suffice it to say, if you listen to the show regularly and you enjoy our content, please consider sponsoring the show. Your small monthly donation goes a long way towards helping us continue to put out better and better content. And actually, we may be able to do some things that we currently aren't able to do that we could do with sponsorship. So again, if you enjoy the show regularly, and there are uh, many hundreds of you out there that have already favorited the podcast on Anchor specifically. So if you enjoy the show, consider sponsoring us, even something as little as a dollar a month would really help us out. Thanks for considering it. Now, on with the show. Mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Hey everybody, Sean here, and as you probably have already heard, today is the official announcement date for the Samsung Galaxy Note 9. I am going to give Sean P. a ring, and hopefully we will give you some thoughts and some opinions on what this new Note device might meet for Samsung, and whether or not it's a good idea for you to buy it. So, let's ring him up. Why, hello. Hello there, sir. How are you this evening? Sean's ringing. I can't hear you. Hold on. Probably helps if I put you on speakerphone. How's that? I thought you were like a master of tech. What's going on here? <laughs> Somewhat surprising that I don't know how to use a speakerphone. I blame it on Android Pie. Oh, wow. Very good then. So, uh, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, Samsung had a thing in New York today. Did you hear about that at all? <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of read it a couple places everywhere, okay. all over the place. Yeah, it's kind of kind of all over the internets. Yes, I would say that's fair. that's that's accurate in this case. Outstanding. So, without further ado, I guess let's dive right in. I am going to. I have the uh, trusty uh, office iPad here in front of me, and uh, I'm going to read you a list of the specifications of the newly announced Samsung Galaxy Note 9. And then after I tell you all of those, I want you to give me what your first thought and your first impressions were. So the Note 9 includes uh, Android 8.1 underneath the Samsung Experience, which is their uh, aforementioned um, TouchWiz UI, now recently renamed. Uh, it's going to be running the Qualcomm Snapdragon 845 system on a chip. It will feature a 6.4-inch Quad HD Super AMOLED display with a 516 PPI of a 2960 by 1440 res. There will be two SKUs available, one with 6 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage, and another variant that will have 8 gigs of RAM and 512 gigs of storage. Both do support micro SD card support up to 512 gigs. It will have a dual rear camera setup. Both uh, sensors are optically stabilized, and it looks like they both support the standard, uh, you know, one of them is a wide angle, the other one is a telephoto. Both are 12 megapixel from what I'm seeing. Uh, F2 point, uh, variable aperture, excuse me, uh, F1.5 and F2.4 respectively. 
you'll get uh, a front-facing shooter that is an 8 megapixel f1.7, which is actually kind of a nice aperture for a front-facing shooter. Uh, a 4,000 milliamp hour battery that supports fast charging in both wired and wireless variants, and all of the usual uh, NFC, MST, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Bluetooth 5.0 support. The uh, fingerprint scanner is now in the correct orientation on the back of the phone, dead center. There are four available colors, midnight black, lavender purple, metallic copter, copper, excuse me, and ocean blue. But if I believe if I read this Droid Life report right, only uh, blue and purple are available in the United States. You can tell me if you heard that as well. And I am leaving one thing out on purpose, and that is the price. So after hearing all of those specs, what did you think about the Samsung Galaxy Note 9? Sounds a lot like a Galaxy Note 8. Wait, what? I mean, look, Note, Note phones have never skimped on the specs, and I would say this one's no no different. I think it has all the table stakes items that you need to be a flagship phone, and some extras. I, I would say the, the best things I can say about this phone are uh, they left the headphone jack, go Samsung. Huzzah. No notch, great. Um, huge battery. 4,000 milliamp hour battery is awesome. In the United States, we haven't had phones with like kind of that size battery before Huawei and Xiaomi do it overseas, but we don't get a lot of batteries like of that size here. So it was nice to see them up that. I think that's great. Um, you know, but other than that, this is kind of, I hate to say it's kind of boring. I mean, it's the same thing we've had for years, right? They did up the base storage from 64 to 128 gigabytes. We'll get to price, but I would say that was unnecessary. I think 64 gigabytes plus an SD card slot's plenty. 128 gigabytes is nice, but the pricing strategy is stupid. It's like, oh, 128 gigabytes and 60 gig of RAM is very expensive. And then you can't get 256 or anything else. It jumps to 512. And they apparently decided the price should be like insanely expensive at that point. And those are your options. So I, I don't have a lot of beef with the specs. Um, do you want to talk about the price? I think the price is really where yeah. we need to go. Let's, let's talk about the price. Let's talk about the price. So uh, kind of as we've mentioned in in previous podcast episodes, uh, we we have reached parity where the the premium price uh, price point of phones has now given way to the ultra premium price category. So the uh, 6 gig, 128 gig of storage skew uh, is going to run you $999.99 here in the United States. And the 512 storage variant with 8 gigs of RAM is going to run you $1,249.99. And I think you put it probably aptly in that there is expensive and then there's really friggin' expensive. And if I remember correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the iPhone 10 in its storage variants last year were, did also start at 9.99. But then their um, their bigger capacity was 256, and it was only 11.49. Is that does that sound right? I, I believe that's correct. But and yes, the the base one started at 64 gig, not 128. Not 128 okay. Like the Note yeah, that's 9, right. But that's right. Okay. So Hit first me. of all, I just want to say those prices are full tilt crazy. And they're even more crazy when you look through the lens of Samsung had really disappointing sales with the Galaxy S9. Now, we had a Galaxy S9 Plus review unit 
great phone. Nothing really wrong with it. Boring as hell. I mean, it literally felt like a repeat of last year, and clearly consumers agreed because it didn't sell well. Despite the fact that, and I think we said this when this phone was introduced, they held the price of the S9. It cost the same as the S8. Yes. Didn't get more expensive. It was the exact same price. Correct. So Samsung had this down quarter. Sales were bad. Their stock started tanking. And the geniuses that they are decided, hey, you know what's an awesome idea? Let's release a phone that's virtually indistinguishable from the Note 8 and double down and raise prices. I mean... The strategy is so ridiculous, I don't even know where to start. I mean, look, you and I love phones. Like, we, we have an unhealthy obsession, I would argue. That's probably if, accurate. If you put the two phones side by side, I could tell, obviously, the difference by the fingerprint scanner location on the back. On the front, if I was really looking, I could probably spot the slightly smaller bezel on the bottom if I'm really looking for it. Do you know but, off the top of your head what the difference in the bezel disparity is? Is it... Is it two I think millimeters? It's one millimeter. One millimeter. Uh, one. Okay. So we're talking about a very, very tiny difference. Frac- and yeah, so, fractional. So I, I guess my question would, you know, my question would be this: You can buy S, uh, excuse me, Note eights for I don't know, six hundred bucks now, sometimes less. Why the hell would you spend a thousand dollars on this phone? And the other thing that pisses me off about a couple things Samsung did today. 128 gigabytes of storage would have been cool if they kept the price the same, but no, they jacked the price up like a bunch of assholes. Most people don't need 128 gigabytes of storage. So now you effectively remove, you've added a feature that people really don't need, and you're charging more for it. And you're, you're actually kind of magnanimous, like you're doing something for us, and it's like, you can screw off. Next, $250 difference, because you have to go from 128 gig to 512 gig is asinine. They're not paying anywhere near that much for that memory and it's insane that they're charging a $250 price premium to get it and then also it really cheeses me off this whole hey you only get more RAM if you buy the top skew thing that's going on and a lot of manufacturers are doing this now it's just bullshit it's the same size phone there's no reason they couldn't do it it's just a ploy to get people to spend more money and get the average selling price for the units up but it's just garbage garbage time all around are you ready? Um, Are you ready? I have some breaking news for you. Yes. The breaking news is that Galaxy Note 9 pre-orders are now live. So we'll pause the yeah, podcast so you can go get on your, your computer and then go pre-order it real quick. Zero percent chance. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually angry. Last year, I think I gave Samsung like the OEM of the year award when we did our year-end award because I was so impressed with how they rebounded from the Note 7 debacle, the overall quality of their phones, their strategy, I mean, all of that. And now this year, I would give them, like, I would literally give them probably a D for the year. They're not going to release anything else. And they basically took last year's phones, made very minor changes, are trying to charge us more. Just, I don't get it. In a year when the iPhones are going to change design and Samsung's going to really push the envelope, and maybe got some market share. Instead, they decided to effectively punt the year away in design. I don't get it. And it makes me angry. So we have... Uh, tell me how you really feel. So we have basically, in essence, the, the chassis is almost virtually identical. The The fingerprint scanner, scanner, as we've mentioned, has been moved to a much more uh, central location. It may or may not be better, depending on your point of view and whether or not you're left or right-handed. Uh, compared to the Note 8. The base storage is now double 
what it was in the previous version from 64 gigs to 128 gigs but the price premium on that was what remind me what was the um what was the retail of the note 8 was it 949 I think it was 930 on Tivo, okay. if I recall. 939. So basically they're charging you 70 bucks to double the storage, which is funny because if you take that comparatively, the um, if you were to extrapolate that out, right? So that's 300 or that's $210 to uh, triple the storage. Uh, it using that seventy dollars to double it uh, extrapolation to go from uh, one twenty eight to five twelve, and yet they want to charge you two hundred and fifty dollars extra for triple the storage of the base variant, even though they didn't do something that some OEMs have done, which is remove the SD card slot. So I, I have a tendency to agree with you that I think that for most people, sixty four gig internal plus an SD card slot of you know some couple hundred gigs probably would be more than sufficient for the vast majority of app installs as well as you know pushing your photos and videos to the SD card. So it really does seem almost like a how does uh, I'm trying to think of the right phrase to use, but basically like Samsung's being kind of disingenuous here, we're saying, hey, we're we're only upcharging you $70 and we are doubling the amount of storage that you're getting as the base configuration that you, you probably don't need in essence to what amounts to, hey, we just wanted to find a way to charge $1,000 for our new phone. Right, but this is kind of like, this is a, I, I agree, I think disingenuous is a fine word because this is just a bunch of bullshit. I mean, this is the same as like if you bought, you know, a Honda Accord and they said, all right, we're upping the price seven thousand dollars but we're giving you two engines instead of one it's like <laughs> what the hell do i need two engines for no one's asking for two engines stop it like 64 gig and an sd card is plenty i don't need two engines so it's just like yeah they're acting as though they're they're giving you something or doing something nice for us and it's like yeah thanks for giving me something that i don't care about here's an idea keep the price the same keep it at 64 gig just give me the bigger battery and some of the other stuff i would be far less offended if they did that honestly and it's a pretty, uh, I mean, it's a pretty raw uh, deal, especially when you consider that, again, the, the Note 8, I mean, we're not talking about the Note 8 from the Note 7 situation where the, the phone that preceded it literally doesn't exist anymore. Um, but the, the only real major significant improvement, um, I think, is, is the battery capacity. What's the Note 8's battery cap? Was it 3,300? 3,300. Yeah. So but, okay, so as I said, I give them credit for a few things. As I said, no notch. They're keeping all the features headphone jack, and the bigger battery is a real step in the right direction. Like, I really applaud them for that. That's one of the few things I think they hit out of the park on this. But my 3,300 milliamp hour Note 8 easily powers through a day, so there's no way I would turn it down. I think 4,000 milliamp hours is better, obviously, and I would, I would take that. But it's like... There's just no compelling reason to, at all, from a Note 8 to upgrade to this phone. And it's just one of those things, I think it was Ruddick or someone else, he said, no, it's not your imagination, like phones become more boring. Yeah. And, and he's right. From it's Android Police, settled yeah. out. Um, there's, most phones are good. So this whole strategy of, hey, we're going to release almost the same phone and give you features that you didn't, you didn't really ask for, like you don't really need. And then we're going to charge you more when they were already sky-high expensive is just nuts. And I think it's doubly confusing to me when you... The S9 did not sell. It sold... I think it's the worst... 
Galaxy S sales like maybe ever. I, I'd have to look, but it was not good. Well, and I saw and the report recently where Huawei overtook Apple for the number two spot in terms of smart smartphone shipments for the second quarter, and Samsung was still first, but their um, I think I can't remember if it was year over year in terms of overall volume for the second quarter it was actually down eight percent. So they actually shipped eight percent fewer overall phones. And keep in mind, this just isn't. We're not talking just about the S nine and the S nine plus. We're talking about all their lines of phones, including all the you know the shitty J and A phones that they ship to foreign markets that are just basically you know loss leaders in terms of it's a you know mid tier to low end phone, and and their shipments were still down eight percent. So let's 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 break it down so because i think if if we're really ultimately if if this is going to be a, a a not a recommend and it, i mean I'm, I'm still hopeful that we'll have a device to review so that we can definitely you know see if this machine is worth it but let's talk about what the com what the differences are comparatively and see if there is uh, some kind of compelling reason, an argument that could be made for why you should buy this phone over something else out in the market, not not respective to the other devices that are out there and available, but maybe you know stacked up against itself because the Note's only real competition is itself from that perspective. And, and, and from that perspective, in a vacuum, if you're simply talking about the device itself, money, no object, and you're looking for the quote-unquote best Android device, it's the Note 9. I mean... The screen, I was looking at some early measurements. It's even brighter than the iPhone X screen, which you would expect because it's newer, but that's pretty impressive. Is it, it, it 1,100 nits now? No, it's, it, well, this gets tricky. That's when you have one pixel of white, but it was 604 nits just at normal, like normal usage, where I think the um, iPhone tops out at like 580 or something, which was also insanely bright. So you get, you know, the best screen. You get 6 or 8 gig of RAM, which is top of market. You're getting 128 gig or 512 of storage, which, again, is actually top of market as far as base is concerned. Um, the camera is a, a class leader. It, you know, you, there's, you can make different arguments for which one's the best, but it's up there, top three, no question, uh, based off of the S9+. Plus. Um, you know, SD card, headphone jack, uh, IP68, top-of-the-line processor, so... Just in a bubble, looking at that, you're, it's not that you're not getting a phone that's feature-packed. It's probably more feature-packed overall than any other phone on the market in a lot of ways. So it's not, that's not what I'm bad at them for. I would just say, so in a vacuum again, great phone. And I think you could make a case for buying it money, no object. But here's the problem. The, S, the Note 8 can be had for... 60% of the cost brand new and is like 90% of the phone. You get an S9 Plus for in the 600s now, I've seen it. And again, it matches it, you know, in most areas. Um, and then that's not even taking into account things like the OnePlus 6 where you're talking not quite half, but almost half the price. And it, again, is like 95% of the phone. So, in fact, in many ways, it's kind of funny having used all the phones this year, and we talked about this before, I think I prefer the OnePlus 6 to the S9 Plus having used both. There's some things the S9 Plus is better at, but there's some things the OnePlus 6 is better at. It costs a whole hell of a lot less. So, yeah, and it's funny that you bring that up because as I'm reading this Droid Life article on the specs, if you wanted to buy the larger 512 gigabyte version from T-Mobile, the down payment that you'd have to put down to buy it 
is the exact cost of the base model one plus six. The down the, well, it, the down payment is five hundred and thirty dollars. And like that's that's incredible. I mean, just think <laughs> and about not in that. a good way. <laughs> but not in a good way. We're now talking we are living in a day and age where you're talking about putting down a down payment on your phone. Yeah. Like, buddy. So much people on Droid Life too, they were kidding around, but they're like if I finance that bad boy for 60 months, it drops the payment down to like $15 or whatever it was. And the, the, the fact that we're even having this conversation is nuts. Like it Apple, is. When, they did really the iPhone, is. when they did the iPhone X, we made fun of them justifiably like $1,000. But we've made fun of Samsung too. When it got to eight fifty, when it got to nine thirty. Like I think you've heard me say repeatedly, I, I'm not paying that much money. Um, and now we're up to 1000 and 1250 if you want the top plus tax, by the way. Yeah. And, it's it's asinine. Like I'm sorry, you could literally buy a very nice laptop. Like you could, or a couple of Chromebooks, or you could buy an eight gig, hundred twenty eight gig, one plus six plus like an iPad Pro, and be in the same yeah same general, general range ballpark. of prices. Yeah, that. yeah, you and could. I think less. I think actually less because I think it's like six or six fifty plus five seventy nine. So I mean, like, so how is that justifiable? How do they justify that price? I mean, and what what next? I mean, if the S10 Plus is what they say it's going to be with, like, you know, the giant battery and, like, how much is that going to cost? 1200 and $1,500? I mean... All of the money. Where do we go? All of and it. And then also, just as an aside, who the hell doesn't offer a black phone? <laughs> like, again, you're talking about a company with, like, infinite resources almost, and you know, the largest player in mobile, as you just said, they ship more units than anyone else. And someone there decided, hey, you know, it's a good idea. We'll give people a choice of blue with yellow pen or lilac. And it's like, yeah, or you could just give us black as an option, dipshits. Like, <laughs> it's insane. I, I don't know how these companies that are this big make these poor decisions. And I'm going to laugh when, I'm just going to say it right now, because, you know, I have no problem wishing ill upon companies that it's are a, pissing me off. Yeah, man, it's I our podcast. We can say whatever the hell I, we want. I, I hope the Note 9 fails. I hope it sells like crap, just like the Galaxy S9, and it lights a fire under their ass to start trying again. Because they're just lazy, and they're trying to charge us more for that. And I guess they just assume consumers are dumb enough to fall for it. I don't think so. I think they're in for a rude awakening. I don't think the Note 9 does that well either, and I think they're in for another down quarter. And that could very well be the case. And um, the best, uh, the best uh, saying that I've seen so far for the colorways was from uh, was from Flossie Carter, and he he posted the because he got the lilac as the review unit, and he said something to the the post said something to the effect of Samsung Knights stand up Thanos in the building because he was comparing the purple of the phone to the purple of the character from the Avengers movie. And I'm like, if that's the only thing that you can say to try and make that purple phone cool, we have a problem. <laughs> no, like, we have a problem. I mean, there's no question. I, I, don't, I don't understand the strategy. Look, again, I think if I actually used it and I wasn't paying $1,000 for it, it's a great phone. I, I do honestly believe that, but it's just, compared, there's no way on freaking planet Earth that I would pay a thousand dollars for that phone versus five seventy nine for a one plus six. There's just there's no goddamn way. If I had to buy a phone, it's not even this isn't even a competition. I wouldn't even think twice. So it's just, you know and the other thing that 
I, I, I'll just go on record. If Samsung thinks some shitty $1,500 folding phone that no one wants with a plastic <laughs> screen is going to save them, they can burn. Like, this isn't that hard. This is really not that hard. Build us a goddamn Galaxy S10 Plus, put in 8 gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigabytes or 128 gigabytes, I don't even give a crap. Um, you know, the ultrasonic fingerprint, the whole, the whole deal. Give me a better screen. Give me what I want. No bezels. And just charge. I'll pay you $930. Fine. Gun to my head, I'll do it. But don't do this. Like, what is this? You double down on a stupid strategy, and I hope you fail for it. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I, they, they really are a weird company. You're, How does the biggest phone company in the world have the year that they just had? Like, You're in rare form Mate, today, man. For real. The, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, Huawei's coming for them. And we've already seen a leak of this phone, and if the leak is accurate... It looks awesome, like a generation ahead yeah. of what Samsung's doing. So it has a triple camera, potentially, a 7 nanometer next generation here in 980. It's going to have a 4200 millimeter battery. Um, and it has, I mean, it has the tiniest bezels I've ever seen. They managed to squeeze a very tiny front-facing camera in the top bezel. But isn't, it it a, looks, isn't it a 7-inch display, too? Yeah, it's a 6.9 inch display, so it, you know, it. Who knows? It may not pan out. It may come out. We may be disappointed. Maybe that leak's wrong. Or it may even be saying, a uh, might even be 1080p instead of 1440 or something. Which would be kind of a deal breaker, I think, at that size, honestly, for me. But I think the point is this: How are they? They're going to release that phone in like October or September. Like it's it's not that late in the year. Maybe November at the latest. And it's like it's going to make the Note 9 look a generation behind. And how does that happen to Samsung? And, and again, like, what, what was the strategy here? They rushed it out in order to beat that new giant iPhone X, I guess, like the, you know, the 6.4-inch iPhone. And it's like, I guess, but say what you will about Apple, at least the 6.4-inch iPhone is a new form factor over the existing Plus and has no chin. Uh, you know, the, the bezel's dumb, but the, um, excuse me, the notch is yeah. dumb. I'm so outraged, I can't get my words right. But um, <laughs> it's it's like, they're at least doing something. And Samsung just sat back on their ass and said, pay me. Oh, and by the way, give me more money. And it's like, I don't think consumers should reward them. I, I really don't. And it, it, for most people, like 99% of people, if you could pick up an S9 Plus or a Note 8 at five 600 bucks, or if you're on a carrier that supports the OnePlus 6 at 579 both of those are, in my opinion, better options than paying the ransom that they're asking for the no done. It, it really is kind of funny. So, but let's, let's, let's compare just for a moment sake. Cause I want to say if somebody's, uh, if somebody has the note eight in right now and they're thinking, well, you guys are bitching about it. What, but what's really the difference? So what we're talking about is the eight Snapdragon eight forty five chip versus the eight thirty five, which I think we can probably both agree is an incremental upgrade, right? Yeah, I mean, incremental at best. In fact, there's some evidence to support that it doesn't, because it's the same process as the last year, that it's not even, there was no real battery improvement. So, yes, it's faster in benchmarks. You've got uh, 6 gigs of RAM right now, right, with 64 gigs of internal storage? Correct. So the, the only difference is the, the doubling of the base storage, which we I think we both agree is probably overkill for most uh, everyday users. 
Well, and like a twenty percent larger battery, which is not that's not a trivial thing. Well, no, the the battery is is definitely I think the only selling point that Samsung can really hang their hat on. But if if I mean ultimately after we walk through this, if if that's the only thing that they've got, then that's probably not enough to charge me another so, so whatever have, for. You have a slightly better camera, but I mean again, I think we're talking pretty minimal at this point. And then the S Pen does have some absolute improvement versus the old one, but. I just, again, I'm really hard-pressed to think that Bluetooth functionality on the S Pen is a huge seller for people. The most interesting thing about the S Pen, in my opinion, was actually the Phone Arena had an article that it doesn't have an actual traditional battery. It has a capacitor, which we've talked about capacitors and, like, phones is some future thing that would be really cool. But a capacitor charges really fast. Like a second, but, right? Yeah, like, it, it charges. I think the whole thing charges 30 seconds in the S Pen. I mean, it's ridiculous. The bad part about a capacitor is... They can't hold nearly as much energy density as a battery, so you, it doesn't work for the phone itself. But it was an interesting. I've never seen any kind of capacitor in any electronic that I can think of, so that that's kind of a first. So I, I will give them kind of credit for. I've never seen that before. It's kind of neat. But overall, yes, compared to the Note Eight, there's not much going on. Certainly, nothing compelling enough to upgrade. The Note Eight is six point two. 6.3 inch display. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, again, 0.1 of an inch difference. And yes, maybe the max brightness is better. Maybe the screen is a little bit better. But we're talking, you know, we're, we're really picking nits at that point in terms of the screen quality. So, effectively, the chip is the same. The RAM is the same. The screen is basically the same. The camera is de facto the same. The... Um, I mean, the least used uh, feature of the S Pen is different, but probably not in a way that is meaningful for, again, most common users. I don't think that the vast majority of the people are buying this because they need a stylus in their everyday workflow. And the battery capacity has been increased by 700 milliamp hours, which is, you know, significant. That's, you know, uh, a pretty significant upgrade. But basically what you're, you're in essence saying is, hey, we, we doubled your storage and gave you a bigger battery. And now we want to charge you $1,000 for it. More money. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really puzzling. Well, and this is coming from a guy. I've upgraded. I was trying to think about this the last time that I didn't upgrade a phone and I think the answer is 2011 so I mean I, I'm a, you know maybe 2012 I'm a guy that upgrades the phone every year I just do I had a Note 2 Note 3 Nexus 6 Note 5 Note 7 S8 Plus Note 8 so I mean you know I buy phones and I've done the mental gymnastics to justify spending money on upgrades that may have been dubious before but this one's just indefensible. I can't even, I wouldn't even consider it. And I would say, like, I'm a pretty hardcore Note user, obviously. I've owned one, two, three, four, five thus far, um, and another Samsung phone to boot. So it's like, shouldn't a guy like me be excited about this? And instead, I'm sitting here shaking my head going, what the hell are you doing? So just for comparison's sake, because obviously we're, we're tech enthusiasts and we like this kind of stuff and it's, it's a lot and it seems like a stretch for us, but Droid Life is running a poll right now uh, asking just straight up, are you buying the Galaxy Note 9? And with over 1,770 responses so far, 67%, 1,183 votes are just straight up no. 
And then there's another uh, 19%, uh, 330, who are saying yes. And my guess is those people are probably upgrading from something older than maybe two generations, maybe like a Note 5, something like that, uh, which is the only way I can see like, okay, I've been holding on to this Note 5, the Note 7 was gonna blow up in my face, so I couldn't buy that. And I didn't want the Note 8 for indetermined reasons. And so now like they're, they basically settled on, yeah, I'm waiting for the Note 9 and this is the one I've got to get. I'm going to get a, a, a four-year, a five-year term on my financing for my $1,250 phone and I'm just going to call it a day. But that seems like, and again, you know, tech people are probably the ones who are reading Droid Life. But again, that should seem to be the, the primary market for people who are interested in this device. And the vast majority of them almost... Uh, you know, seven out of ten almost are saying straight up, just no. Yeah, well, and make no mistake, there's people that probably bought the S9 Plus and then bought a OnePlus 6. I mean, there's people that just buy phones and trade out phones. So there's always going to be that segment of the market. But if you're Samsung, you don't get to number one by selling to those people. You get to number one by selling hundreds of millions of units to customers across the spectrum. And your flagship is just that. It's the thing that's supposed to get people to buy in your brand. And I just think this is a hard sell. I mean, people are going to walk in and see this phone for $1,000, and how many people are going to pull the trigger on that? Yeah, I think we're at a point where it, we may start to see some backlash. Like, I know that, you know, iPhone and Apple have kind of a little bit of, of cachet with, you know, like the hipster crowd where it's cool to say, oh, I, I can afford an iPhone 10, so screw you poverty-stricken people who can't spend $1,000 on a phone, or i.e., hey, I could, I could finance it because I could get 24 months financing on it. Um, like, that I get because, you know, the quote-unquote sheeple are, are just going to buy it no matter what. But I think we're starting to get to a point, and we'll see. I'm very interested to see what the Pixel 3 XL and Pixel 3 pricing is because I think there could be some significant backlash against Google in this same way, where if their pricing is equal to Samsung's, I think that there's probably going to be a significant portion of people who pass on the Pixel 3. And that's before you get to the fact that that thing is so goddamn ugly, I don't even want to look at it directly. So I'm very interested to see what pre-orders for the Note 9 are and what the, uh, what the where are we now, it's August, so what eventually will be the latter half of the third quarter and what the fourth quarter sales numbers are for these devices. I hope they do poorly. And again, like to your point, like we're not, you know, Jeff Bezos rich or anything, but we both have enough money that if we wanted to buy a thousand dollar phone, we could. Our wives might murder us in our sleep, but we could do it if we wanted to. And there's like, I just wouldn't. And there's times in my life where I would have, where if you know, it had been such a leap forward that it was like, okay, I'm willing because this is this is the future or whatever. But this is just lazy, and they just shouldn't be rewarded for it. And regarding the Pixel 3 XL, I did a little anchor spot yesterday for it, but Google, they won't charge as much. I can guarantee you that I bet their pricing stays the same as last year because they're sticking with 64 gigabytes of base. It looks like they're sticking with 4 gig of RAM. I think it would be completely up unjustifiable to move it up market from where it is so i expect google to hold prices meaning it'll be less expensive than the note nine i'll be pretty surprised if that's not the case but to your point the pixel 3 xl is hideous that notch i mean the notch is a dubious design element i think everyone agrees at best it's kind of like eh, you ignore it and at worst you're like good god that's a horrible concession to technology not catching up and somehow google the company that literally has 
virtually more resources than anyone else not named Apple on planet Earth, is releasing the ugliest implementation of the notch. Like, how does that happen? It's, it's not close. I'm actually very, very close to writing a piece for the site that basically calls for the firing of Rick Osterloh because I think you could make an argument, a very compelling argument, that every single one of the Pixel phones so far has been a failure. And that's probably a story for another podcast. But if you look at the the the, the bezel, the chunky bezel design of the Pixel 1, the OG Pixel and the Pixel XL, if you talk about the, the wild disparity in screen quality between the Pixel 2 XL and the Pixel 2, and now presumably the Grand Canyon-like notch on the Pixel 3 XL, and we have seen zero of the Pixel 3, the smaller of the two devices, which is funny because by contrast last year, Google did everything in their power to basically try and sell you a 2XL because they didn't want you looking at the hideous, gigantic Pixel 2 bezels. And this year we've seen nothing but the butt ugly Pixel 3 XL and the smaller, what is presumably to be the notchless and much more attractive device is nowhere to be seen. I just find that to be incredibly hilarious and ironic. But No, I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. And last year I gave the Pixel 2 my worst design of the year award and the Pixel 3 XL is the front runner. You heard it here first. And that's insane. Like every year I'm like, oh, the Pixel, one of the Pixels is one of the worst designs of the year. That should never happen to a company with those kinds of resources. And I, I don't agree with you that it's a failure, though. I think you see all of the professionals who do this for a living. They always end up coming back to the Pixels because the software experience and the, the consistency of the camera. And there, there are a host of reasons that Pixel phones are, in a lot of ways, kind of a benchmark in Android land. But from a hardware standpoint, specifically, if you're just looking at hardware, yeah, I think you can make the argument that they've been behind every generation. And this looks to be no exception. And I don't understand why a company would... It was justifiable in the Nexus days to some degree because they were charging a lot less money. So it's like, okay, well, you're going to make some concessions when you're paying $300 less for the phone or $200 less for the phone, what have you. But now it's it costs that top dollar and it's in that range. It's the worst design. And I, I don't, I just, I think that that's not really very defensible for a, a company of that size with the assets that it has to be the worst design flagship of the year and have the ugliest notch implementation. And they're going to try to sell us on the fact that uh, it's not stereo front-facing speakers or whatever the hell. And it's like, nobody cares, man. No. I mean, very few people. No. I saw I saw the latest Oppo phone. I'm, I'm forgetting the number. It just leaked out today. But it's probably going to be the basis for the... Um, 16. Uh, yeah, the 16, the OnePlus 16. And it has, I think they're calling it a waterfall notch or something. It's, it's really tastefully done. Like, it's a very small notch that's in a shape that's pretty innocuous, and it looks pretty striking. It's like, as far as notch implementations go, I would say it's right up there with the essential as kind of the best implementation of a bad design feature. And it's like, how does, you know, and that phone's relatively inexpensive, too. I think it's like 400 bucks, 300 bucks or something I saw. How does, how does Oppo beat Google? How do they have a chin that's substantially smaller and a much better notch? I mean, they're not even close. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't scan. Man, this year's been a weird year. Don't. Like, uh, first of all, I, I, yeah, weird don't, year. Don't go chasing waterfalls or waterfall notches. Just 
stick to the lakes and the rivers that you're used to. I'm going to ask you right now if you'd like to take that back. <laughs> just for the listeners right now. No, you man. Want, I you got, want to stand with that? You're I got to push on through. Um, I'm making an online poll of some sort, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> so thanks, do that. Um, but and that's what I'm talking about specifically. I mean, and I'll use OnePlus as the example. And I know that this is a, you know, a Note 9 podcast. We're kind of straying a little bit here, but I think that the point is salient. So the Google got into the hardware game, and they brought in Rick Osterloh from Motorola to, to try and help them up their game and to really get them into the, we are a hardware OEM company, right? So the OnePlus One was, you know, a phone, and it was cheap as hell, and a lot of people bought it. And then the OnePlus Two was, in some ways, kind of a step back. It dropped things like NFC, and you know, it was just kind of a weird, awkward, growing pains kind of thing. And you could clearly tell that OnePlus was like, "Hey, let's just throw shit against the wall and see what sticks." And then the OnePlus Three came out, and people went, "Okay, yeah, they've got a direction. This is a good phone." And then the OnePlus Three T, which further re- refined that phone, came out. And I think the OnePlus Three was Three T was where OnePlus really hit their stride. And that was like, "Okay, they've got their shit figured out." It took them a couple of years, and now they're making, you know, eh, three and a half years maybe. Now that now they're making legit phones that you actually want to buy. We're three years into the Google hardware experiment in terms of phones, and they still don't have any goddamn idea what they're doing. Like they really don't. And not only is it mind-boggling, but I think you know. And when I say failure, I think it's a failure of leadership for Google to have set forth a consistent hardware design and paradigm and say this is what we want to do and then iterate on it and make it better and improve it instead what they've done is they've just every single year they've had something different and uh, I'll compare it to my own beloved Oklahoma City Thunder basketball team like they had three consecutive years where they had hey we've got Russ and Kevin Durant we're really good oh KD leaves well it's just going to be the Russ going bananas year we've got Victor Oladipo and some other people and Russ just freaks out averages a triple double and it's bonkers and then they, they trade everybody away. They get Paul George. And then they go through the third year. They get Carmelo Anthony. And they go through all this stuff. And people are going, well, man, Billy, D, or, uh, Billy Donovan sucks as a coach. Well, he's like, he's had three different teams in three different years. And he has absolutely no control over personnel decisions. And so that's why that team is drastically different year to year. Google has had the same hardware chief every year for three straight years. And it's that same person, those same people who are responsible for three wildly different phones. And that is the failure. They have not consistently, other than from the software standpoint, which again is excellent. I will hold on to my beloved two Pixel 2 XL probably for another year because of it. Especially yeah, you'll with, get a Pixel 3 XL and you'll like it, goddammit. Hell no. Not at this point, man. I could hide myself in that notch. Like, when I buy that phone and my wife is looking for me to try and murder me, I'll just jump in the notch and it's so big it'll hide me and no one will ever find me in there. Yeah, and I'm just going to say this. This is no, like, bold proclamation here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm expecting the base. What was the base Pixel 2 XL last year? 879? 829? What was it? Uh, the base. Eight, the XL base. Eight, 869, I want okay. to say. so 869. Let's say they hold. We know we're getting 64 gigabytes again, and we know we're getting 4 gigabytes of RAM. So let's assume it's the same price, just for, for sake of argument. Uh, OnePlus, it'll probably be 6T at that point, or even OnePlus 6 now. For $579, it is just as fast. Sorry, I can use it. It has the same processor. It has double the RAM and double the memory. The camera's not as good, but the camera's fine, I'm telling you. And I don't think that people at this point, the difference is not enough to justify that jump. So you're talking about $300 for what exactly? 
In the Pixel's case, no, and I, I agree. I, I think $300 is a significant jump, but I think if you're looking at just the, the spec sheet, um, you're probably going to get, well, not probably, you're getting water and dust resistance on the Pixel 3s. You're getting probably, presumably, more than likely, some kind of wireless charging support, which is good. Um, you're getting, you know, again, an appreciably better camera at this point. Um, that, that, that gap is not side as... By side, side by side in daylight where people are posting to Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. buy it. Like, I think you could show them either one and they would have no idea, really. I mean, it, the camera is better on the, the Pixel phone. There's no question about that. How much better, I guess, is probably subjective and, and open to debate. I guess it would probably depend on whether or not you're taking a lot of low-light photos and whether or not you're taking enough pictures and, and using that unlimited storage to its to its fullest potential where the, the photo experience experience overall is superior on the pixel phone so it you know if each one of these other ones is maybe like a full mark this one might be like a half mark so you're basically getting uh, and again depending on battery size it's probably going to be a wash you're you're basically getting you know i'd agree with so you so you're giving up half the ram half as much storage to get a camera that's a half measure better and wireless charge and water and dust resistance, if that's important but, to you. But the OnePlus 6 is, okay, it's not officially IP rated. It's splash-proof. just dropped it in water, and it's... It's splash-proof It's officially. waterproof everything, but name only. Like, yes, I probably would... I think the Pixel 3 will last longer, perhaps, but I actually wouldn't be too concerned about the OnePlus 6. So, look, I, all I know is this. I've used almost every flagship this year and my favorite phone still is the one plus six i haven't got my hands on the note nine so i'll reserve judgment i may like it better quote unquote in some ways but i guarantee i'm not going to like it 420 dollars better no i i agree and i'm not and i'm not sitting here telling you that i think that that i do think that wireless charge um a, a better camera and ip an official ip rating are worth the premium that google is going to charge over the oneplus device because i don't I, I don't think that it's worth 300 dollars more um, not to mention we're, we're not we're glossing over the fact that the notch on the on the pixel 3 xl is like you can see it from space i mean it's it's it, freaking awful like so far it is the worst implementation of that design language that i've seen in any smartphone that has had a notch so far and i include the iphone 10 in that comparison and i hate the iphone 10's notch too i think it's great having seen the ukrainian hands-on yesterday i think it's great for anyone who's ever said man i wish my status bar was 30 percent of my screen <laughs> like for anyone that said that this is the phone for them i mean it looks freaking ludicrous and who knows maybe it comes out and it won't be that bad and i'll sit here and i'll be like oh, this is why you don't judge things before you see them but it looks that bad i don't know and to to kind of circle back and bring it back to the initial point of our discussion the note 9 and presumably the pixel 3 xl devices are are most i don't want to say mostly a disappointment but are in, in a lot of ways a disappointment and certainly from a pricing standpoint a disappointment and very weird and puzzling choices from OEMs that should be doing better and from whom we expect better. Yeah, and if you're on a GSM carrier, I would straight up just tell you to buy a OnePlus 6. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. And that's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly uh, maybe with, with no uncertain terms the first year that we could definitely say that. Like, you could probably make an argument last year, hey, if you want a better experience, get yourself a Pixel, get yourself a Note 8 over the OnePlus 5T. I wouldn't have said it last year. Yeah, I, I, not definitively, at least. Like you could, you could 
you could make an argument for it, but I think at the end of the day, you've got better options that are out there. And I, this year, I agree with you. I, I don't think definitively that you could say that either of those phones presumably are going to be a better experience from the user standpoint for most users than the OnePlus 6 is right now. Yeah, I think most people would be much happier with the OnePlus 6 plus the extra three or $400 in their pocket than they're going to be with either of those other devices. And again, I reserve the right to be wrong because I've been wrong before, but yeah, this year... I don't think you're going to be wrong this time, though. Lots of missed opportunities for companies this year. I don't get it. And next year, better kick ass because this year was... We, we were all hyped about last year. like We were like, oh, it's great. And this year has been... I saw someone who just said like the year in Android is just garbage. Like someone else saying effectively the same thing I'm saying. And yeah. I, it really has been. God, I don't know what the hell the deal is. It's been a really off year. Yeah, it's been bad. And it's funny because we I think we kind of predicted that um, 2017 uh, wasn't going to be that great. And it turned out really, really good. And I think that we thought 2018 was going to be even better. And so far, it's been really underwhelming. Uh, like yeah, I, I, we talked about this. We're in a weird transition period. We're getting a lot of just I don't know junk going on with not just design, etc. That I think will all be. It's gonna. We're gonna be saying it's boring for a different reason in two years when phones no longer have any bezel and they all look exactly the same because they're all just screen. So that that's gonna happen, and we'll probably be sitting there going, you know. Uh, we'll be picking out some other reason to try to differentiate them because they're going to look almost identical at that point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Weird freaking year. I don't there. know what to say. I'm not spending a thousand dollars on a Note Nine. Samsung can burn. <laughs> That's what I have to say. How about that? Is that where you want to leave it? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that actually. All right, sounds good. Well, thanks again, my man, and uh, I will catch up to you tomorrow. All right. Talk have a good to you night. Soon. Bye. So there you have it, listeners, the uh, definitive word from Sean and Sean P. at Silicon Theory about what we think about the Galaxy Note 9. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel over at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. More on the Note and the iPhone and the Google Pixel phones to come in the months ahead. Thanks again for listening, and remember, we will talk tech soon.